Pinagpala at magandang araw para sa ating lahat at purihin ang Panginoon Diyos na sa kabilaho ng ating mga hamong hinaharap kada araw, kada linggo, ay nakakapagsamba at nakakapagpuri pa rin tayo sa ating Panginoong Diyos na buhay. Now, alam po ninyo sa ating pong serye na pinag-aaralang Motivate, ito po ay napaka-importante sa ating kapagkakataon. Kaya ho, praise God for giving us the opportunity na sa kabila ng pandemya, tayo po ay nag-iisip ulit. We are trying to figure out. O nga, no, yaman din lamang kasama natin lagi yung pamilya natin and let's take advantage of this. Alam po ninyo, kamakailan lang po, nakakalungkot pang sabihin, meron po ako nabasang aklat. Ito po ay mga tungkol sa ano kung tungkol po sa disconnection ng mga henerasyon ano, sa ating panahon at yung panahon po ng mga kabataan ngayon. At doon sa pambungad niyang ano, ka, ano, ka, chapter, ito po ang sinabi. Sabi niya, in a quiet town of West Paducah, Kentucky. Doon po ay labing apat na taong gulang na si Michael Carnell talagang nag-open fire po para nagpaputok lang o group of teenagers na nananalangin. Ha? Patay ang tatlo. Isipin niyo to At ito po yung nangyayas sa Amerika. At nung nagkaroon po ng survey, 80% ng mga estudyante sa Midwestern Middle School na bully ng kanilang mga kaklase. At So some degree po mga ng tat, ng, for the past 30 days ha, for the past 30 days 19% na masudyante say na lagi rin sila nasasaktan at nas, nasasampal. Parang ano nangyayari? Bakit nagkakaganto yung mga bata nagiging bayolente? Kaya ho, we're so thankful to God kasi by, the, by His inspiration na isulat po rin ng ating pong pastor, senior pastor, ang motivate. At itong motivate na to talaga nakita naman ho natin ng epekto sa kanilang pamilya. Ito po yung walong sikreto on how we can influence with the lasting impact ang puso ng ating mga kabataan, ang puso ng ating mga anak, at ang puso ng mga taong dinadala ng Diyos sa atin. At yan po ay napaka-importante sapagkat tayo ang asin at ilaw ng sandibutan. At naniniwala ako walang magulang na nagnanais ng kalang mga anak ay mapariwara. Kaya ho, napaka-importante huwag kalimutan natin to Ano nga po yung ating pong napag-aralan sa kasalukuyan? Letter M, modeling. Ito po ay pakita natin ang katudbayan ng ating pagsunod kay Kristo Jesus. Nang sa ganun, ma-encourage silang makita, wow, ang ganda ng buhay ng kasama si Jesus. Nakita ko yan sa magulang ko. Open communication upang makakonekta tayo sa kalang mga puso. Yung pong time, talagang para mangyari yan, we need to spend time with them dahil ang naintindihan lang spelling ng pag-ibig or love is T-I-M-E. Ganon din ang intimacy. Napaka-importante, close tayo sa kanila. At ganon din sa mga taong pinadadala ng Diyos para ma-influensahan natin. Then we have to help them to, to see clearly ano yung vision ng Diyos for them. At ma-affirm ito, mapagtibay. Lalong mapagtibay anong luubin ng Diyos para sa kanila. Kaya ito po, kaya nakita rin ho natin. Doon sa affirmation, hindi naman puro affirm-affirm kailangan po. Kasi hindi naman perfect ang tao eh. We need to train them. No, ang training na yan, lalo ko po napagtanto, hindi ho lamang pagka may anak ka na, dapat ho natin naintindihan ang training, ba, binata ka pa lang, wala ka pang asawa, bago ka pa ikasal, dapat naghanda ka na, dahil doon pa lang nasisimulan na yung training. Pag doon pa lang sisinapupunan, may training nang nagaganap. Kaya ho, maliwanag na, how can you pass on a vision kung binata ka pa lang, wala kang sariling vision, kung wala kang sariling pananaw na direksyon sa buhay. Now, 
doon pa lang naintindihan mo na nakasama 'yon. Kaya ho dito ho yung training, yung yung training hindi lamang po yung correcting. Kasama ho diyan ang buong proseso ng pagsasanay para mahubog yung mga bata, mahubog ang bawat isa sa atin ayon sa kalooban ng Diyos. Kaya ngayon yung part 2 ng training dahil ito ay napakaimportante ay ating titingnan ngayon. At yan po ay ang teaching. Now, bakit po importante ang teaching? Ang prinsipyo ng pagtuturo ay ito. Intentional lifestyle teaching. Ayun nga sa aklat ni Pastor Peter. Internalizes values. Ulitin mo natin. Yung pong intentional, talagang sinasadya na pamumuhay upang maituro. Yung pa, na pagtuturo. Kasi pagtuturo, hindi yung salita lang yan eh. Ito po ay dapat pamumuhay na natin. It's normal to us. Di ba? Kasi nga, yun ang, ating, yun ang calling natin sa Panginoon Diyos. If we are a committed follower of Jesus, sabi niya, teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. It's a lifestyle. Ito po ay kabahagi na ng ating pagkatao. Ayan. Kaya sabi niya, yun ang nagbibigay ng totoong epekto sa puso internalizes values hindi lamang oh yung panlabas kunyari kung susunod man sila hindi lang dahil ang diyan ka kundi kahit wala ka na internalize na nila yon and they are to obey it kaya ho ito po ay napakaimportanteng prinsipyo now yung prinsipyo na yan hindi naman yan inimbento ni Pastor Peter ngayon yan po ay hango sa sa sinabi na ho ng salita ng Panginoon Diyos at tingnan ho natin at ating basahin Ayon po sa Epeso, Kabanatang 6, Talatang 4, ito pong sabi, Mga ama, huwag niyong galitin ang inyong mga anak. Sabi niya sa halip, sila ay inyong palakihin, sabi sa disiplina at katuruan ng ating Panginoon. Now, ito po ay napaka-importanting prinsipyo sapagat do not provoke your children. Anong ibig sabihin niyan? May kahawig na pagkakasabi si Paul dito naman sa sulat niya sa Mataga Colosei. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Ganun din. And sabi niya, so that they will not lose heart. Now, from these two verses, mapapansin niyo, provoking to anger, in other words, parang wag mo silang dalin na talagang magiging settled na sa puso lang, galit sila sa'yo. Galit sila sa ama. Galit nila. Kaya ho yung tatay ang sinasabi, parang this is our primary responsibility to make sure that we are to teach, to bring up our children at in the instruction of the Lord. Now, pansin niyo po ha, so that they will not lose heart. Same thing. Yung pong galit, nagmeron ng predisposition na galit sa tatay, kaya lahat ng gagawin nila is something that will hurt their fathers. Or ganun din, kaya sabi, ganun din, they have lost their, their, their zeal for God. So yun po ay napaka-importanting paalala po sa atin. Bakit nangyayari yan? Kasi ba, looking back do sa area ng training, sa area ng training, Minsan, meron tayong iseset ng mga rules. Bakit ito sila bigla nagagalit? Kasi yung rules natin, minsan, mas importante kesa sa ating mga anak. Listen to this. I want you to read this properly. Sinulat ko lang ito. Rules should be for our children, not children for our rules. Tatana, yung rules po, para ho yung sinasabi ni Jesus, Sabbath is for man, not man for Sabbath. Kaya sabi niya, our concern should be our children, not the rules. Minsan, sa ating pagdidisiplina, sa ating pagtitrain, masyado tayong nakafocus dun sa rules kaysa dun sa ating anak. Yung, uh, yung rules, para yun sa ating anak, hindi pa kabaligtaran. Kaya sabi niya, when it is clear to them that they are more important 
to you than the rules, they would be more likely to follow your instructions. Huwag natin kaligtaan yung bagay na yan. Kaya, sa, kaya yung mga bata, minsan nagagalit, naiinis, nagkakaroon ng predisposition na talagang galit sila sa ama kasi nakikita nila mas importante yung rules kaysa sa anak eh. Now, bibigyan kayo ng mga ilang mga dahilan kung bakit maraming mga bata galit. Una, there is no clarity. Clarity of direction. Parang bahala na, mabuhay na lang. Bakit mo ako pinag-aaral? Bakit mo gustong kunin to? Bakit mo gustong gawin to? Tell them. Give them a clarity of direction. Clear them a clarity of boundaries or rules. Bakit ba? Ano ba? Bakit ba? Eh, yung bakit mo ba ito pinagagawa sa akin? Give them the clarity of expectation. Ano ba ina-expect mo sa akin? What do you see? Yung communication natin parang laging one way lang. Basta sinabi ko ha, wala ka ng ano, reklamo. Sinabi ko na yan. Hindi ka na pwedeng ano. Kailangan maging maliwanag sa kanila. Ito pa po isang dahilan kung bakit. There is no Commendation. Nakikita lang natin yung mali nila. Iko-correct. Pag tama, hindi naman natin ina-affirm. So parang, lagi na lang mali ang nakikita. Kasi ang ating idea, na pag, kumbaga, pag tama yung ginawa, ay eh, dapat nang nagawa mo yan. So hindi ko na kailangan i-affirm pa sa yan. Pero they need it. Kaya nga sabi ng Bible, di ba? Sabi niya, no unwholesome words come out of your mouth, but those that things that edifying. So bakit? Bakit sinabi ng Diyos yan? Because we need those words. We need words that edifies. We need words that build up. Kaya huwag nating sabihin na hindi kailangan yan. Kaya iba naman, walang connection. Parang they cannot connect. Dahil sa walang connection, hindi nagtatagpo yung usapan. Yung bang sinasabi ng anak, iba yung nakikita ng anak, iba yung nakita ng ama. For example, sabi ho ng isang anak, ang tingin ko sa ano yung... Kaya ako galit sa ano sa tatay ko. Ay, kasi hindi naman nila ako naintindihan eh. I mean, there is this issue of having a job. That is always on my case. Ta- about di- studying hard, getting good grades. He thinks having a car and good sound system and the right clothes are not important. So, sa mata ng bata, importante ito sa akin eh. Pero sa magulang, hindi. So, yung tatay naman, in his mind, I'm telling you this because I care for you. So, walang tagpo. Kasi magkaiba na sila ng kalang Pananaw. They're looking at the same thing, but they're seeing it differently. Kaya iba naman po, hindi lang sa walang commendation, walang commitment, walang ano, walang clarity, walang communic- ano, walang uh, connection, walang commitment yung mga magulang. Kaya madali sila magalit. Ano ibig sabihin ng walang commitment? Dinadaya yung nanay. Kaya yung anak, nagkakaroon na ng galit sa, ta- sa ama. Dahil parang niloko yung nanay, iniwan sila, iniwan sila kung kailan sila kailangan, at hindi sila faithful sa Diyos. For example, yung mga ano, parang magsiservice, naglilingkod pa sa service, pero nanloloko sa business, they have no commitment. Ay, sa malungkot na reality ay napakaraming ganyan. They're not committed to eternity. They are, parang yung ay sabi lang sa saltang hipokrito, yun ang pinakanakakalungkot na realidad sa buhay. They are not really honest sa kanilang relationship sa Diyos. Kaya nga, kahit sa abandonment sa anak, minsan, hindi lang abandonment na iniwan. Pero yung mga salitang laging sinasabi ng mga magulang na, I am too busy. Kaya nga nagkaroon po ng survey sa mga tatay. Ito daw ang laging sinasabi ng mga tatay. I'm too tired. Sobra akong pagod. Wala akong panahon sa'yo. We don't have enough money. Wala kang pera. At keep quiet. Yan yung number, ano, top three na kala sinasabi. Di ba nakakalungkot yun? Friends, eh ano ngayon ang nagkaka-influensya sa kanila? Kung nawala na tayo ng commitment, wala na tayong connection, nagkikreate sila ng, they lose their zeal for God dahil hindi natin sila ma-influensahan and nagkaroon sila ng disposition ng galit, 
nako, maniwala kayo, ang daliho nila ngayon mapasok pagdating sa mga video games, na mga social media. Kaya alam nyo po ba, nung karoon ng pag-aaral, tataka sila na, na kakaunti lang nung panahon ng World War II. No, parang 20% lamang ang mga sundalong they may ano talagang they fired their guns during the war. Kaya ho nagkaroon sila ng pag-aaral, isa sa mga psychologist na mga nagte-train ng mga sundalo si Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman. And sabi niya itong sabi niya nakakagulat 'tong nabasa ko po. Ito sabi niya, the more realistic touches in video games help blur the boundary between fantasy and reality. Sabi niya that is guns carefully molded after real ones accurately looking wounds, screams, and other sounds effect, uh, sound effects, even the recoil of a heavy rifle. Sabi niya, nagiging realistic, nakakatulong daw, nas, mas, wala silang takot, mamaril. Kaya ito mga batang to, yung mga nabasa nating mga kwento, nako, yan ay epekto ng they were influenced by their video games, kaya ho, ingat ho tayo. At ito po ang nakakalungkot, when the US military na-realize na 20% lang, yun sabi nung, nung ako, ano, si Grossman, sabi ni Grossman, listen to this, sabi niya, na ito daw hong training na to, yun na ang ginagamit na sa mga sundalo. Yan, sabi niya, yan na ang ginagamit. Nakakatakot. Kaya balik tayo sa Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Kaya ho, huwag natin sila itulak na magkaroon silang disposisyon na magalit sa buhay, magalit sa kalampaligid, magalit sila dahil sa kagagawan natin at galit sila sa atin. Huwag tayong dumating doon that they will lose their spirit, their joy, their zeal for God. Kasi pansin nyo ng bata sila, they just love to follow our footsteps. But the moment na parang inlakad natin, hindi na nila maintindihan, sila rin malilito na rin. Kaya ho, ito po, pag-isipan nyo mabuti, tutuloy tayo, ano dapat natin gawin? Sabi niya, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Kaya last time, ang ating pinag-usapan is training, kasi yung discipline, is, it covers everything. Yung pagsasanay, yung training. Maaring masakit, kaya habang bata pa lang sila, natitrain na sila para pagdalkay nila, ready na sila for battle. Sa re- battle ng buhay. Battle emotionally, battle mentally, battle physically, battle most especially sa spiritual. Kaya if they are trained, wow! But partly, sa niya, instruction of the Lord. So, importante po yan. Now, alam nyo nakakatawa kasi yung sa discipline, part dyan, kung naalala nyo, yung modeling, o, eh, eto, merong, yung baba, yung nanay, di, gusto niyang ituruan yung anak niyang mag-pray. Eh, dumating yung mga bisita na, yung mga bisita, kakain. Kakain, sabi niya, oh, anak, ikaw na mag-lead ng panalangin. Oh, mami, hindi ako marunong, hindi ako marunong, hiyang-hiya siya. Sabi niya, Sabihin mo lang yung sinasabi ng mami mo. <laughs> Kung ano sinasabi ng mami mo, sabihin mo lang. O sige. Tapos pray na, sabi niya. Lord, bakit ko ba ito pinagluluto itong mga tao na to? Ba't ko ba sila inimbitahan dito sa bahay na to Nakakainis. Amen. Patay. <laughs> naririnig na matay sinasabi ng magulang at naririnig patuloy na mga bisita. Now, listen to this. Kaya ingat po tayo. Yung disiplina, they're watching us, sinasanay natin sila, but make sure yung tamang-tama naman yung ating pinasasanay sa kanila, hindi yung mga mali natin. Kaya, kaya ito, kaya do not provoke your children. Bring them up. Now, look at the word. Bring them up. Hindi ho yan... Kaya pag inisipin bring them up, although the reality is to raise them up, to, but gawin na lang ng literal. Bring them up. Bring them to God. Sa mga isa din, doon na direction nila. Hindi pa baba. 
dali na natin sila doon. Kaya sabi, gusto, gusto ko sabi ni Pastor Peter kanina, sabi niya, are better to build boys than to repair men. Build them up. Ngayon pa lang, build them up. So how? Ang una sabi niya, discipline, na dinalaki natin last week, the instruction of the Lord. Importante yung word na instruction. Would you believe ang word na instruction ay unang-unang ginamit sa Genesis chapter 18, verse 19? Nung, nung, Ah, na po, i-judge ng Lord ang Sodom and Gomorrah na mayroon pong plano ang Diyos, kinausap niya po si Abraham. And ito po ang sabi ng Lord kay Abraham. Ito sabi niya sa Genesis 18. For I have chosen him so that he may command his children and his household after him. Yung command is instruct. Sabi niya to keep the way of the Lord. You instruct. Turo mo sa kanila. The way of the Lord. By doing righteousness and justice so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken about him. So sa madalit sa lapan, sabi niya kay Abraham, Abraham, ha, make sure you tell them. Kaya nga, i-judge ko yung Sodom and Gomorrah. They failed to do that. Kaya kayo, you make sure para nang sa ganun, makita mo yung promise na binigay ko sa'yo. Now, there is a command. It is actually instruction. It's like a command. Daming ganun, Righteousness and justice. Doon pala ang ginamit ng Lord yan. Now, tingnan nyo pa po ulit. Nung nagkaroon na ho, na, na, nailigtas sila sa Egypt. Ito, bago ho, mamatay si Moses. Sa pangalawang ulit, sa pangalawang henerasyon. Kasi namatay yung unang henerasyon eh. Except for Joshua and Caleb. Ano sabi ng Lord? Balikan natin. Lagi natin binabalikan. Sabi niya, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Dapat yan ang maintindihan mo. Now, sabi ganoon, These words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. Pag sinabi natin, instruction of the Lord, you are making a commitment that you first be the one to follow the Lord, to love the Lord. Kaya mga magulang, mga nagdi-disciple, or whoever, kung we want to influence, it is a commitment in our hearts. Nagsasabi tayo na we are to pass on the love that we have with God. Now, ito pong amazing. Kapag sobrang in love ka, gusto mo tong ikwento sa ibang tao. Kapag meron kang karanasan na napakaganda, gusto mo tong ipagsabi. Naranasan niyo na po bang manood ng sine na nagandahan ka? Di ba tuwang-tuwa ka na gusto pa ikwento sa lahat? Panoorin dito tayo magkikwentuhan pa ulit. Bakit? Kasi enjoy na enjoy mo. Ganon din sa Panginoon. Kung enjoy na enjoy mo, you shall teach them diligently. Gusto mo tong ipasa. Gusto mo tong pakita. Hindi lang to parang, ayan sabi ng Lord, turo ko daw to. Maling mo tong Panginoon ha. Hindi ganun. Kasi enjoy mo nga si Lord, kaya gusto mo ipasa eh. Kaya kung hindi mo enjoy, kaya maraming tao hindi na pinapasa kasi naman lang enjoy eh. They look at it as a duty. They look at it as a parang utos lang. Kakan. Hindi. They see it, the value, the essence. Parang wow. If you only know, if you love God, I'm telling you, kaya I'm telling you now, love the Lord. Kaya kahit mapaupo ka, hindi ka mapigilan. You shall take them when you sit in your house, when you walk, when you walk, when you ano, lie down, when you rise up. Hindi mo mapigilan kasi it's an overflow of the heart. Now friends, kaya ito po, maintindihan ninyo, God wants us to instruct our children. It's a commitment on our part to tell them about that reality of such love. Kaya kung hindi mo naranasan yan, I'm telling you, hindi mo rin yan ipapasa. Kaya command ito ng Panginoon sa atin. Bring them up. Bring them to that love. 
para ho makita ho natin paano inapply ito sa totoong buhay nila Pastor Peter at Ma'am Diona. No. Panoorin at pakinggan ho natin yung patotoo ng kalang anak na si Candy. Hi everyone, my name is Candy McComb and I'm really excited to be able to share with you how my parents' training made all the difference in my life. But first and foremost, I have to say that it's really only by God's grace that I am who I am today, that I am here able to share with you the goodness of God in my life. And I think one of the biggest things that helped me um, as I grew up is my parents teaching me my identity in Christ and understanding God's unconditional love for me and that I'm a child of God. And because I understood my identity, I was very secure and I had God confidence. And so the confidence that God gave me um, not only stemmed in academics where I felt like I could pursue any career, any job, um, but also in leadership, running for student council and office, and then in sports. I felt like the identity that I had in Christ gave me the courage to try things. And the other thing that, that um, helped in my family as part of my parents' training as in being intentional is creating an environment in a home where we all felt really loved and where we were all accepted and where we were each other's best friends. My parents always told us that friends come and go, but your family is always there. And they were intentional in teaching us to love and treat our siblings better than the people around us. And we really tried to practice that and they modeled it and I was very secure. And so that gave me freedom in my friendships. Like these friends around me are a bonus. They're not someone that I need or that I was dependent on for my joy and happiness. That only came from the Lord first and foremost. And it also came from my family. When I, um, went into eighth grade. I was homeschooled and eighth grade was my first year in a regular school and I was nervous about making friends and my mom said, you know Candy, to have friends is you need to be a good friend and everyone wants to feel loved and reached out to and because you know the Bible says we love because he first loved us. Because I had a relationship with Jesus, I knew he loved me. I had love in me to give and I was like, okay mom, I'm gonna reach out to the people around me and be the friend that I need to be. Um, and by God's grace, he allowed me to make many good friends and he allowed me, gave me wisdom to choose the friends that I should have, people that would um, lift me up and encourage me and align with my, my heart for the Lord. And then in, in college at Ateneo, I um, joined the Christian Bible study group on campus. And then when I went to the States, um, a UOP in Stockton, California. I joined InterVarsity, which is another Christian group. And even in dental school, I went straight to um, finding a Bible study group. So it's so important to pick the right friends because they will also influence you. You know, bad company corrupts good morals. That's another thing my parents trained us and, and really um, help us internalize. And um, the last thing I want to share about is through um, understanding who I am in Christ, that helped me pick who um, I was going to marry someday. And I've realized that we need to understand who we are in order to realize who we're going to be with. And if we are children of God, if we um, are followers of Jesus, then we are called to also be with someone who loves the Lord. And the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked. And so I committed at a young age to only marry someone that loved the Lord and only marry someone that my parents approved of. And so when I went to the States by myself um, at age 20, I um, 
you know, was excited to maybe meet the one for me someday. And sure enough, when I went to dental school, that's when I, I kind of started dating. I was 23. And there was this other guy that, that I started dating and he was a Christian and he um, uh, was handsome and played music. And I thought, hey, this might be the one. But um, I wanted my parents to meet him first. And one of the things God taught me is that sometimes before God brings his best, Satan brings something good. And so this guy seemed really good. But after I got to know him and after my parents met him, I realized he wasn't God's best for me. And I had to break it up. And I, um, I, I said, Lord, okay, I know that you told me to honor and obey my parents. And even though I like this guy, that they don't feel like he's God's best for me, so I'm going to honor them and choose to step away from this friendship while we were kind of dating um, and trust you. Ultimately, submit to our parents as unto the Lord. So... Fast forward about, I don't know, less than six months later, I met my husband. And if I was dating this guy, I wouldn't have been with Jeff. And Jeff is the most amazing man. I couldn't have imagined back then that I would even get to be, live my life with this person. God is so true to his word that if we obey and honor our parents, it will go well with us. And so my parents automatically loved Jeff, approved of him. Now we have four kids and not only that, but we are both dentists and we do dental mission trips together. If I'd married this other guy or someone else, I wouldn't have this man that I can serve the Lord with together as a team. Every um, two years, we try and do dental mission trips to the Philippines. I think each trip we see about 1,500 people, and each of those people on our mission trip hears the gospel message. And that, that was my heart. You know, going back to my childhood days, I fell in love with Jesus at a young age, and my desire was to share him with others because we have the greatest gift. We have the greatest um, joy, the greatest cure in life, which is salvation through Jesus Christ. I praise God that he has allowed me to share the gospel with a lot of my friends and co-workers. Even this last month, my son Corbin, um, our babysitter, he was starting to share the gospel with her. She wasn't a Christian and she accepted Jesus um, last month. And it was so beautiful to see um, my children now embracing their identity in Christ. The best thing that you can do, the best thing I can do is to help our kids fall in love with Jesus at a young age, teach them their identity in Christ and, and give them that security and so they can be the hands and feet of Jesus and we can love others because he first loved us. And that spills over in our relationships with our family, with our friends and picking our future spouse, um, that it's all centered in, in who we are in Christ. So thank you for letting me share. Have a great Sunday. Hey, anong napansin niyo pong itinuro sa kanila? Napaka-importante ho yung sinabi ho ni, ni Kendi. Ang ganda-ganda. Ito yung eksakto mga tinuro sa kanila and which we are to discuss. Ano yung mga tinuro sa kanila? Una, tinuro sa kanilang importansya ng identity. It is the relationship with self. At pangalawa, yung family. Relationship with the whole family. Nakikita niyo yung friends. Relationship with friends and marriage. As in, friends at maging future spouse. At yung world. Relationship with the world. Inisa-isa ho doon eh. And nandun po yung relationship with God. Ito po, tatalakayin natin next week. Pero ito po mga bagay nito 
importanteng maipasa natin at maituro natin sa mga anak. Now, bakit po importante yan? Pag-isipan niyo mabuti. Now, para ho hindi kayo malito, at kung sakali makatulong man, mapadali natin ng konti, ako ha, mahilig ako kasi naglalagay ng mga, ano kumbaga para hindi ko makalimutan, kasi ma- ma- malilimutin ako eh. For example, identity. How are you being identified? Kunyari sa kasalukuyan, by your first name. Kaya remember, first name, para puro F lang muna. Family, puro F ha. Tapos friends, o oh, ba? And flesh, yung world. Kasi pag sinayin mong world eh, more normally ang term dyan sa Bible, flesh. ba? Don't, don't follow the flesh but the spirit. So para lang, for memory purposes lang ha. Pero it's the world. And faith, it's about our relationship with God. Kaya teach them this F, so that you would avoid the failures of life. Now, bakit ko? Balikan natin. Importante yung first name or identity. Now, bakit po importante yon? Kasi yung ating pong identity, kapag hindi natin kilala yung ating sarili, ito malungkot. People will define us. Parang sila po magsasabi, sino ka? Kunyari po ganito. When I was younger, as I have shared this before, laki kwento ko to lagi, ang anong mga tawag sa akin? Baluga, bobo, nognog, pangit. So, anong epekto sa akin yan? Can you imagine? Parang dinefine nila kung sino ako. Na parang ako yung bobo, ako yung pangit, ako yung... Talagang sobrang... At meron pa yung isang matindi. Alam nyo bang pinarosahan ako sa eskwelahan, pinatalon ako ng dalawang daang beses, alam nyo kung bakit? Dahil daw mabaho ako. Eh, kasi nakaka-naranasan ko magjaryo bote. Kaya amoy amoy po ang talaga amoy lupa, amoy araw, hindi ko pa paano na amoy yung araw na yan. Pero ang hirap po ata ng ganung pananaw. You don't even know you. Sino ba talaga ako? 'Di ba? Pati nga yung palayo ko, bobong, parang napakasama ng epekto sa akin. So, ito pong napakagandang ginawa ng Diyos. Yung identity yun, hindi man naituro ng tatay ko sa akin. It affected me. It somehow taught me something. Nung minsan nagtatanong ako sa Diyos, kasi para maintindihan nyo, ha, ito ha, kahit na ma- naging Christian na ako, malaki na ako, eh medyo nasa, ano pa rin ako na, nas- nasasagian pa rin ako ng ganyan. So one time, I was invited to speak in a certain company at pagpasok kong ganyan, aba, ang mga tao, pagdating pa lang, wow, ang pogi, ako, ako naman, Thank you naman ako ng thank you, thank you, thank you, ganyan. Sabi ng mama, ng mga tao, hindi ikaw pangit. Lakas, hindi, invited speaker ako ha. Binasa, hindi ikaw pangit. Yung pala nasa likod ko, si isang artista. Yung artista, kakilala ko pa, pa grabe ka naman, hindi ka nagsabi na nandiyan ka. Sabi nga, amin niya, hey, so surprisein talaga kita eh. Yung pala, siya pala siya sabi ang gwapo. Alam mo, nagre-reklamo na rin ako sa Diyos. Sabi ko sa Lord, Lord. Kahit na kinausap na ako ng Diyos dati dito, pero bumabalik, nasaklaan ko, Lord, ba't ganun ka? Bakit yung, yung ilong niya? Ang nipis, pag hinahangin, parang gumagalaw. Ako, ilong ko, nakalapag na airplano, hindi na yayanig, diretso pa rin, parang malapad. Kulang na lang, pati airplano, doon na lumapag. Parang sabi ko, Lord, parang unfair ka naman. Alam mo ang bait ng Diyos eh, alam niyo bakit? Sabi ba naman sa Psalm 139, Eh, oo, oh, nabasa nyo na po yun. Sabi pa naman sa Psalm 139, napakagandang pagkakasabi niya. Sabi nga no? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. What? Ang sasabi ng Diyos, iningat-ingatan kita sa paggawa ko sa iyo. Hindi yung pagkagawa sa iyo, natakot siya. 
at nag-wonder. Hindi ganun sinabi, ha? I am fearfully and wonderfully tagang iningat-ingatan ka talagang ang ganda-ganda ng pagkakagawa sa'yo. And parang may bumubulong sa tenga ko, sabi niya, hindi ka ba nagpapasalamat na ilong mo, hindi baligtad? <laughs> Ito po ay isang marahil na epekto na isang preaching na narinig ko before, pero parang it brought, it dawned on me. Oo nga, no? Buti na lang, hindi baligtad. Kasi kung baligtad yan, konting ambon, lunod. Isa yung mabuti. Kaya ang galing ng design ng Diyos sa atin. Kaya, kaya doon pa lang, bigla ako naisip, tika muna, nilikha ako ng Diyos eh. Maganda yung pagkakalikha sa akin ng Panginoon. Maraming tao, ang kanilang identity, eh, parang ito ang nagsasabi ng kanilang halaga. So they think of their worth based on Anong suot nila? Ano ang kanilang dinadrive na sasakyan? Anong negosyo ang hawak nila? Paano kung ang yaman mo biglang nawala? Katulad ng iba sa atin sa pandemic, biglang bagsakan yung mga negosyo. Paano kung ganoon? So, wala ka na rin bang identity? Now, yun isang bagay na wag nating kakaligtaan. Our worth is not based on what we are doing or what we do, we possess, wala yun. Kaya iba nga, naglalagay ng kunyari ID sa mga sakyan noon. Ah. Kasi parang gusto nyo pangkana, oh, kilala ba ako sino ako? Di ba, may mga taong ganyan eh, kilala ba ako sino ako? Kawawa naman to, hindi niya kilala ko sino siya. Di ba? di ba, ang tanong sa atin, sino ba talaga tayo? Now, alam niyo po, nagkaroon po ng isang, ano, yung research na ginawa po sa Rome. Nagtatakao sila, yung mga statwa pala sa Rome, yung iba walang ulo. Sabi, bakit walang ulo? Sabi, hindi, they were really designed that way. Para, yung katawan, kapag yung, kunyari sa kasalukuyang leader o hero, eh, pumalpak, hindi na, tatanggalin na lang yung ulo. Papaltan na lang nila ng iba. Parang ganun. Parang ang punto, wala ka namang identity. Kung, kunyari, lahat walang ulo, katawan lang nakikita, hindi ka naman makikilala eh. Makikilala ka kung ano yung ulo. And praise God, na tayo, sabi ng Panginoon, by the mercies of God, offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before God. And ano nyo bang karuptong doon? Sabi niya that we are now brought to a body of Christ because we are members of one another. So, in other words, ang ulo, si Jesus, that gives us the identity. And it shows us our worth. Bakit mo malalaman ng isang halaga ng isang bagay? Magkano halaga niyan? Wow! Ibig sabihin, kung bibilin mo yan, magkano mo bibilin yan? Si Jesus Christ, He bought us with a great price, His own precious blood. Si God the Father, He gave His only Son just to buy us back. Hindi lang yun. Yung, ident- yung ating worth, sino nag- naglikha sa atin? Kunyari, uy, gawa ng Rolls Royce yan, mahal yan. O gawa ng Mercedes-Benz yan, mahal yan. Di ba? O, eto, sino may gawa sa'yo? You are made. You and I are created by God who owns the heavens and the earth. Now, think about it. Anong halaga mo? Anong halaga natin? That's our identity. Kaya, kaya paalala ni Paul even to the Christians in Ephesus. Look at this. Let's read this. Sabi niya, in Him, you also after listening to the message of truth, now that we understood and accepted the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given us a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession. Sabi niya, to the praise of His glory. You and I who receive the gospel, sabi niya, ano sabi niya? We are God's own possession. 
At isang amazing dito, we are made for His glory. Kaya kung tayo mga magulang, naiintindihan natin ito ng mabuti. We are meant for God. Unless we live for God, we will never see our real worth and we will always groping in the dark, asking ourselves, who am I? Listen to this. Ang goal ng pagiging magulang ayon sa pananaw ng Diyos ay hindi para bigyan sila ng magandang edukasyon. Hindi ko sinasabing ano ay, masama yung edukasyon. Kundi yung great education ay means to an end. Hindi, mamaya, ganun din. Ang goal hindi para maging magdakila mag- silang atleta. Hindi sila para maging dakila silang mga magkaroon silang magandang dates o magandang buhay. Yung kuya, parang para sila magkaroon ng great career. Lahat ng yon okay. Pero yun ay isang means dahil ang ating mga anak dapat accomplishing the goal of God. It is for His glory and for His great commission. Yun ang idea ng Diyos. If we are not, kundi natin dinadala yung mga anak natin doon in instruction of the Lord to make disciple, to follow Jesus, parang committed followers of Jesus, then we're missing the point. Hindi natin nakita yung pinakapunto ng Diyos. Kaya if we don't understand our identity, bigla mo maintindihan, wow, I am created by God. I am chosen by God. Remember, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Sabi ganun, that you would go and bear fruit. Pinili tayo ng Diyos. Para lalo tayo maging mabunga. Hangat ng Diyos maging mabunga ating buhay. And look at this, and that your fruit would remain. And sabi niya, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, He may give it to you. Kaya ho, importante ho yan. Sino ka? Do you really see yourself na talagang you belong to Jesus, that your identity is in Christ? Kaya nga, sabi ni Paul, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That is His identity. Napaka-importante ho niyan. Kaya imagine kung taglay-taglay natin sa ating puso yan. Kaya sabi ni, po, ni John, pagiging si John, ganun din sabi niya, See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called what? Children of God. And such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. Kaya nga yung aking palayaw na dating bobong, tinanggal ko na yung bo. Boom! May dating. Bakit? Because I am now identified as a child of God. Kaya, kaya naman, nung nag-aral ako, nag-aral na ako na mabuti. Kaya naman, ting may gagawin ako, I'm trying my best to bring that identity because I want to glorify God because that is what I am. Yung idea, ito yung, kaya ito yung nagdedetermine ng akin ng purpose, ito nagdedetermine na ng akin direksyon. Bakit? If we are unsure of our role in life, if we are unsure of who we are, we will always be as in, parang in a crisis. Kasi tinan nyo ha, dumating man ang crisis, bumagyo man, hindi naman magbabago halaga mo eh. Nalala nyo, isang libo for example, isang libo, Bago, duraan mo yan, insultuhin mo yan, hindi naman magbabago na halaga niyan. Isang libo pa rin yan. Ganon ka din. Kahit anong dumating ng bagyo, kahit anong pangiinsulto na ibang tao, kung kilala mo kung sino ka, hindi ka apektado nila. Kaya pag naapektuhan ka na sinasabi ng ibang tao, nako, hindi mo kilala ang sarili mo. 
Kaya, yan ang tanongin mo sa iyong sarili. Yan ang tanongin natin sa ating sarili. Kilala ba kung sino ka? Now, napansin nyo, kanina sabi natin, we are to know what? Our identity. Now, our name, our family name. Paano tayo identified? We now, no longer as, o dyan ako, hindi na ako as bong, kundi as a Christian. Bong, before the Lord, I am His. I am His child. Pangalawa, we need to teach them about the family. Bakit importante yung family? Kasi isipin niyo, maraming tao, they no longer value their families. Regalo ng Diyos yan. As a parent, isipin, as a father, it is only by God's grace binigyan ako ng anak to take care, to nurture for His purpose. Di ba? Pwede naman sana hindi ako binigyan. Pero binigyan ako eh. Grace ng Diyos yun. Hindi ko na pwedeng abusuhin yun. Kaya doon niya dapat maintindihan lang na itong kahalagahan ng pamilya. Kaya nga, alam mo, sa lahat ng sa pagkakatagalog ng pamilya, gusto-gusto ko yung Tagalog natin, ito ay tahanan. Ito ay kung saan mararamdaman mo there is comfort. Di ba? Hindi tirahan ng tirahan. Minsan yung pamilya nagtitirahan kaya hindi lang ma-appreciate kaya nagarap sila ng kaibigan. Itong katotohanan, I like what Pastor Peter said. Sabi niya, kaibigan, iiwang ka. Ang pamilya mo, kasama mo yan. Hindi mo sila pinili, but they are there for you. Kaya it must be a place of comfort. Kasi sa dami nating storms sa pinagdadaanan, yung changes is a storm. Yung mga failures is a storm. At yun yung rejection is a storm. Pero ang sarap na may mauuwi ang kang tahanan na magpapatahan sa'yo. Ibang sarap po nun? Na itong pamilya na to, talagang ito po yung learning center. This is where we can learn. Tingnan nyo si Jesus. Tingnan si Jesus, for example. He went down with them and came to Nazareth and He continued in subjection to them. Sumunod. Talaga sumunod. And His mother treasured all these things in her heart. Kahit na siya po ay anak ng Diyos, sabi niya, and He is to be follow the Father's heart, sumunod siya sa magulang. And I believe, hindi naman perfect si Mary, hindi perfect si Joseph. And yet, Sumunod siya. He obeyed. Now listen to this. Doon niya natutunan, in kept increasing in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God and men. Kaya it's a learning center. Kaya doon natin naintindihan ng paano makipag-relate sa ibang tao. Hindi mo pinili yan. Remember yung sabi ng Lord, love your brothers. Bakit love? Hindi siya love your friends. Kasi friends, pinipili pa natin eh. But yung brothers, hindi natin pinili. Ganun ang pamilya. Hindi natin pinili kapatid natin. Hindi tayo namili niyan. Kung sakali man, ampun yan. Kahit sa pagpipili, ampun lang, limited lang din yung choices. ba? Kaya, in everything, yung, yun namang naampun, hindi naman, niya, hindi naman niya choice din yun. It was the choice ng ampun. Kaya, you learn to love unconditionally. You learn to, to, to serve one another. Sa family, we learn to serve one another. Kaya nga, napaka-importante, we need to tell them about the family. Now, ito pong pamilya na to hindi lang, hindi lang to parang learning area. Ito po yung panahon na you can enjoy as in one another. It's a place where you can play, you can enjoy. Di ba? Ang sarap po nun kasi sa pamilya, yan ang ano, idea ng Diyos sa pamilya eh. Kaya sabi ng Bible, tinan nyo, sa Ecclesiastes, enjoy life with your wife whom you love. Whom you love. So, ibig sabihin, talagang, then be happy with your wife. Doon nagsisimula sa mag-asawa yun eh. Then ipapasa lang sa anak yan. Kaya ho, itong napakipuntante sa pamilya, we learn to enjoy each other because we experience the love of God. At ito pa po yung we can minister together as one family. Remember like Stephanas and family were the first to become Christians in Greece and they were spending their lives helping and serving Christians everywhere. Ang sarap, no? The whole family is involved. 
Yan. Na lahat sila involved because it's a, an opportunity for us to grow together in the Lord as a family. Kaya friends, teach them about the family. Teach them. Kaya nga, kahit si Paul, when he was instructing Timothy, na tinuturoan niya si Timothy, ano sabi niya? Ginamit niya yung pamilya para sa mas malaking pamilya. Ito sabi niya, do not sharply rebuke an older man. Kasi dapat sa bahay, ganun ang ating antindi. But rather appeal to him as a father. Kaya dapat palang ating pakipag sa ama para may galang. Ganun din tayo pagdating sa labas. Pagkausap natin matatanda, we treat them as our own fathers. Now, Ganon din sa brother. Ganon din sa older women as mothers. At ganon din sa mga younger sister, uh, younger women as sisters with all in all purity. Grabe no? Na bakit? Kasi he was telling us this dahil sinasabi niya kay Timothy, Timothy, yung Christians, yung church, is your family. Etong totoong pamilya, kaya sabi ng, ni Paul sa Galatians, diba? if you have the opportunity, sabi ganon, do good to all men, especially in the household of the faith. Talaga isang pamilya ho tayo eh, as Christians. Kaya ho, amazingly, kahit tayo sa CCF, it's a big family. Kaya pag nakita ka CCF sa ibang lugar, wow, parang may kapalagayan kayo kinalo. Ang taga-CCF ka, ako rin, ako, sana nagsatalite ka. Ay, grobe, feel na feel mo ka agad na mayroong pagtatagpo at dugtungan ng spirito. Amen? Kaya ito po ang isang bagay na huwag nating kakalimutan. Kaya let's be thankful to God for the families that somehow God gave us. Now we are also to teach them about friends. Hindi ko masinabi kung may pamilya ka na. So tayo lang exclusive ha. Hindi, we learn to also relate with other people through our friends. Kasi eventually some of us, sa mga kaibigan, doon din mahuhulog sa future spouse. E ang aking pong asawa ay naging magkaibigan kami at Purihin ng Panginoon Diyos kasi nagsimula lang kami as part of the worship team, ganyan ba? Part of the Sunday school. So, importante na. Bakit importante to teach them about friends? We need to choose our friends wisely. Importante yan. Kasi yung mga kaibigan nakaka-influenza sa atin. Piliin natin, tinan nyo, sabi ng Bible sa Proverbs, sabi niya, He who walks with wise men will be wise. But the companions of fool will suffer harm. Alala ko nga po, nung bata ho ako, ang nahanap kong kaibigan, matatanda. Yung mga ano, dumaan sa hirap, tapos nagkaroon ng mga ayos position sa buhay. Isa sa mga naging kaibigan ko, ano, para mataas ang position sa isang bangko, vice president. Di tinanong ko siya, sabi ko, kasi concern ako sa pagkain. Eh. Sabi ko, ah, di ang sasarap na ang pagkain nyo ngayon. Kaya ako naman natanong yun, kasi kami, pa, yung pagkain namin, pare-pareho lang, ah, paulit-ulit lang. Pinapaltan lang ng mama ko, ng, ano, ng nanay ko, ng, ano, ng, ng sahog. Eh, huwag ko na, hindi ko nakikwento lahat yun, pero balik na tayo doon sa kwento ko. Di tinanong ko, si, ang sarap na ng pagkain mo. <laughs> Nako, sabi niya, alam mo, Bong, Nung bata kami, uh, hangad na hangad na kumain ng karne. Hanakanaan mo kakain ng manok, ganyan. Ngayon, meron na akong pera at makakabili na ako. Hindi na daw pwede. May high blood na ako. May sakit ako sa bato. Alam nyo, nung narinig ko yun, talaga napaisip ako ng malalim. Sabi ko, grabe, wala palang kwenta yun. Pero mo, kung kailan ka na yung hinahangad mong kainin, hindi mo na pakakainin pag, pag tumanda ka na dahil may sakit ka na rin inaano, iniinda. Balik ka na lang ulit sa kain ka lang sa gulay. Ako, Hindi ata tama yung ambisyon ko ginakikita. Kaya ho, alam nyo, marami ka matututunan sa matatanda. Ngayon naman, ang gusto ko mga kaibigan, yung mga bata. Bakit? Kasi pag matatanda, bagamat mayroon ka mga kaalamang matutunan sa kala, mayroon na mga bagong bagay na naintindihan yung mga bata na hindi mo na naintindihan. Ang tagal ko nga naintindihan yung LOL na 
text eh. Nung una, sabi ko, ba't minumura ako nito? Yung pala, laugh out loud pala yon. Ang tagal ko naintindihan yung mga ganun bagay. Kung hindi ko pa na tanong sa mga bata. Kaya maganda may kaibigan ka mga bata para naintindihan mo rin. Kaya alam po ninyo nakakatuwa, no? parang kapiliin natin mga kaibigan natin. At saka ang ganda-ganda po, kanina ho naikwento ho ni Pastor Peter, yung kanyang anak, isa sa kanyang anak, natutunan niya isang nung alimang bagay kung bakit hindi rin siya masyadong hindi siya concerned nung ma-involve magkaroon ng girlfriend, boyfriend na habang nag-aaral pa lang. Ay, kasi ang laking bagay nun. Huwag ka lang basta naingit ka lang huwag may boyfriend siya kasi pag hindi mo kailan identity mo hindi mo alam yung identity mo may insecure ka bakit siya may boyfriend na may girlfriend na ako wala bakit pangit ba ako? Hindi, hindi hindi totoo yung may mga boyfriend maganda o may boyfriend gwapo hindi totoo yun. Minsan ano lang nila, pantakip lang na lang ka lang, insecurity yun. Oh, kailangan mong boyfriend, kahit sino. Eh, ikat ka lang. Now, ang ganda nito, naggawa siya ng sarili niyang ano, pamantayan. Sabi niya, alam niyo po ba, sinulat niya yung kanyang limang kalayaan kung wala daw boyfriend. Alam niyo kung mga kalayaan niya, tinan niyo. Sabi niya, freedom from distraction. Oh, focus siya sa pag-aaral. Hindi siya na, ano, sabi niya, hindi siya na-istorbo. Freedom from unnecessary pain. Kasi alam niyo po, pagka na-involve ka emotionally, tas, eh, hindi naman pala kayo magkakatuloy yan. Kawawa yung sakit na yun. Tas freedom from isolation. Kasi minsan pagkaroon kayo, meron ka, karelasyon, Parang kayong dalawa na lang kayong dalawa. Hindi, hindi mo na nakilala ibang tao. Hindi mo na nakilala ang dami pang mga pwedeng maging kaibigan na maaari mong makakasama in the future. Hindi na makasama sa mapapangasawa. Kundi, ang dami pala makilala. Ang dami pala. Yung pala, akala mo, best na to. Yung pala, good lang. Yung best, iba pa. Di ba? Make yourself available. Parang learn to know more. And sabi ka na, freedom from development. Uh, to develop God's gift and pursue God's will. Kasi minsan, napupokus ka sa tao. Hindi ka, wala ka ng chance mag-aral pa o kaya i-enhance yung mga gifts mo. Iba, may gift sa music, may gift sa, sa painting. May-enhance mo yun kasi hindi ka na-store mo and you can all the more attend Bible studies, learn more about God. Diba? And freedom from what? From immorality and its consequence. Kasi nga, kung kayong dalawa lang, hindi malayo kayo matukso kasi maraming mga, lalo pag bata ka pa lang, maraming mga hormonal changes sa iyong nangyayari, mga physiological changes. Di ba, bigla kang nakakaramdam ng, ng kuryente na hindi maintindihan? Eh kung dalawa lang kayo, eh pag may partner ka na, may lugar, may oras, nako ang laki ng posibilidad na matukso. At ang masama, hindi mo mababawi pag nahulog ka na. Ang sakit-sakit, mayroong konsekwensi. Lagi ko nga naalala yung sabi ni Pastor Peter, you are free to choose. Diba? What you want to do and what you want to do in life, but you are not free to choose the consequences of your, uh, of your choices. And ako, eh, yung consequence, hindi mo mababawi. Sakit-sakit kaya ang daming mga classmate ko na hindi na nakapagtapos, hindi na nakapag... Hindi, ang gulo-gulo ng buhay. Bakit? Eh, hindi nabuntis ng wala sa oras eh. Kaya yung malungkot, kaya ang ganda-ganda ho ng paalala nito. Let's teach them. At habang bata pa lang sila, kasi pag nakakaibigan, dyan din sila pipili ng mga mapapangasawa, naku, dapat maturuan na natin sila kagad paano pumili. Kasi ma- kailan sila magana pag nandudoon na? Hindi, ngayon pa lang, habang maaga. Kaya nga, napaka-importante, maaga pa lang, turuan na natin sila how to choose. Alam nyo nga po, Meron nga po kung nagustuhan-gusto ko is ano yung formula ni Pastor Peter, sabi ni Pastor Peter eh, gusto malaman yung best ng Dios, ito sabi ni Pastor Peter. God's will plus God's time plus God's ways. Sundin mo yung paraan ng Dios. Obey your parents, honor your parents. Sundin mo. Eh, equals God's best. 
Wow! Di ba ang sarap nun? Sino ba naman ang ayaw na makita natin yung kalooban ng Diyos, yung best ng Diyos? Nakita niyo yung kwento, kwento kanina ni Kendi, di ba? Parang, he, ano, nagtanong siya sa magulang and doon na-realize siya, magand, okay naman yung tao, pero until meron palang mas nireserva ang Diyos na mas mabuti. And he, she was willing to obey, she was willing to submit to the parents kasi God's ways, and she found her God's best. Di ba? Ang sarap nun. Kaya nga, ito ho, Tuturoan ko kayo. May, ma- ako, may mga ilang tanong. Mungkahing tanong lang ako sa inyo para pagpili ng asawa. Una, do you worship the same God? Oh, importante yan. Kasi tanongin mo, is he or she committed follower of Jesus? Kasi kung di siya follower of Jesus, ano yung follower of Jesus? He makes disciple. Who will make disciple? Diba? He, he goes, niya, ano pa ang ginagawa niya? He baptizes, he teaches to observe. Eh kung may takot yan sa Diyos, ay nako, medyo kampante ka na. Alam mo. Kasi nga, tinakasabi ng Bible, do not be mismatched with unbelievers for what do righteousness and lawlessness share together. Amin what does light have in common with darkness? So, importante yun. Pareho ba kayo? Kaya sabi nga ni Amos eh, how can two walk together if they do not agree? Kailan pareho kayo ng dinedireksyonan? Pareho kayo ng pinupuntahan? Kaya, ang tanong sa atin lagi ganito, the, uh, ano, ta- Talaga bang ito ay sumusulod sa Diyos? Parang, kaya gusto yung malaman kung talagang sumusulod sa Diyos at tama yung kanya sinusunod. Panoorin mo paano siya makarelate sa parents. Magalang ba siya? Sa kanyang mga colleagues, sa kanyang mga kapatid, sa kanyang ma- sa ibang tao. Nakikita mo ba yung love ng Diyos? Yung purity ng Diyos? Nakikita mo ba yung di ba, commitment niya sa Diyos? Yan. Siya ba'y nagdi-display ng Christ-likeness? Yan. Siya ba'y humble, honest, honoring, harmonious, happy, holy, Holy Spirit-driven? Iba, ganun tanong. Panoorin mo. Eh, ang kanya bang decision-making is to glorify God? Ayan. Pati yung mga babae. Kasi pareho ba kayo ng misyon? Yung iba, walang mission. Yung asa, lalaki, walang mission. Yung babae, walang mission. Nag-asawa, konsi mission. <laughs> Ipag-isipan niyo mabuti kung may mission. Kaya tatanungin mo, ano bang mission mo sa buhay? Saan ka ba papunta? Are we together? Kaya nga sabi niya, Antoine de Zon Exupri. Sabi niya, love is not gazing at each other. It is looking towards the same direction. Pareho ba kayo ng pinapatunguhan? Diba? Now, do you have the same passion for your roles? Diba? Passion for God. Kunyari, kung mag-aasawa ka, lalaki ka, passionate ka ba to love God and love your wife as you love Jesus, as Jesus loves the church? O oh, yan. Ganun na din yung babae. Ang last na tanong, bago ka mag-aasawa, are you ready to die? <laughs> Bakit? You will become one. Forget about you being a single. Wala na yon. Pag nag-aasawa ka na, hindi ka na single. In other words, you are willing to die. Bakit? You are to live for a new life with your spouse. Mas centered ng Diyos. Na talaga ang sentro si God. So yun ang mga tanong. So turuan natin sila. Magkaroon sila ng sarili ng mga standards. Standards ng, tulad ng mga tanong na ito. At huwag yung bababaan yan. Yung iba, pagbata pa lang, gusto ko, mahal na mahal si God. Talagang matangkad, mablandi. Oh, nung 16 years old John hanggang 18. O oh, pagdating 25, wala pa rin naliligaw. Amin ang Lord, kahit na 5-5 lang, ganyan. Bumaba na yung standard. Basta, ano, mahal ka. O oh, bandang uli, 30 na, wala pa rin naliligaw. Lord, kahit hindi, kahit na ano, kahit na lalaki, basta lalaki. <laughs> wala standard, di ba? Yung bandang uli, pagka 40 na, wala pa rin. Lord, basta mainit at buhay. 
Pwede na. Huwag ganun. Huwag kong bababa ng standard mo. Better to be alone than to bring the devil along. Huwag mo kalimutan yan. Okay? And finally, teach them about the world, about the issue of flesh. Bakit? Tinan niyo sabi ng Bible, Romans chapter 12. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now listen to this. So, napaka-importante. Itong world is a world system. Huwag kang magpa-conform. It is a passive imperative. Inutos yan, pero huwag kang para magpadala sa kanila. Inutos yan, huwag kang mag-conform. Huwag ka, huwag kang magpamayag na ma-shape kanila, ma-mold kanila sa sistema nila. Mag-ingat ka. Kaya as parents, ganun din, we need to help our children and teach them about the world. Kasi sila ngayon na mold ng alin, na malakang mapapanood sa TV. Yung, ang kala-understanding ng pag-ibig ko ayon sa napanood nila. Di ba? Diba? Saranghe. Na ganun na ngayon na makausapan mga Akala lang yun ang pag-ibig. Di ba? Hindi naman sinabi roon. Kasi ang, ang, ang dating sa mga pinapanood natin, and they live happily ever after. Kaya pagdating sa realidad, frustrated na frustrated sila. Kasi hindi pala ganun. Hindi pala ganun kasaya. Di ba? Kasi hindi sila naging masaya dahil mali ang kalang intindi. Pero kung tama intindi nila, maintindihan nyo talaga ang totoong sekreto ng kasiyahan na nireserba ng Diyos kung susunod tayo sa kanyang paraan. Kaya, be transformed. Ano si sabi niya? It's again a, a passive imperative na si sabi ganon. Allow yourself to be transformed by God. By renewing your mind. By changing your mindset. But submit to God. Kasi si God lang pwede mag-transform. Sabi nga, so that you may prove para mapatunayan mo at lalo mong maintindihan at malaman na ang kalooban ng Diyos ay mabuti katanggap-tanggap at ganap. Yung sarap nun. Perfect. Kaya maraming tao, they miss the perfect will of God. They miss the good will of God. They miss the acceptable will of God because they are conforming to the world. Mga kapatid, the world is trying to, to mold us. Ano ba sabi ng mundo? Ng kanyang mga values na ang tagumpay ay nasusukat sa pera, nasusukat sa posisyon, nasusukat sa prestige, sa prestige. Hindi ko totoo yun. Nawawala ang pera, nawawala ang posisyon, nawawala ang karangalan, pero ang Diyos hindi kanya iiwan. Everyone, anyway, everyone is doing it. Gawin na rin natin. Hindi ho, hindi kailangan. Bakit? Sabi ng Bible, in the wide road, Kapag hindi mo alam ang dinadaanan mo, sasama ka lang sa marami. But if you know exactly where you're going, it doesn't matter kahit ikaw lang mag-isa because God plus you are the majority. Friends, iba ho, litong-lito na sa mundo. Litong-lito na. Hindi nila alam kung anong values ang kalang susundin. Ibang-iba na, pati ho sa issue ng, ng yung nasabi ni Pastor Peter, intolerance and acceptance. Sa panahon ngayon, pag sabi mo, kalima, kaya hindi kayo, intolerant kayo, hindi... Kasi ang intindi na sa tolerance sa panahon ngayon, yung bang lahat ng paniwala, pantay-pantay, hindi naman huuubra yun eh. For example, bigyan ko example. Pag sinabi kong, ah, kinari, sabihin ko, may absolute truth. Sasabihin niya, hindi, walang absolute truth. O sino tama dyan? Hindi pwedeng parehong tama yan. Bakit? Pag sinabi niya, walang absolute truth, paano siya nakakatiyak? Na wala. Di parang sinasabi niya, absolute yung sinasabi niya. Nakuha niyo, it does not work in the real life. Diba? Kaya ho, hindi, ta, gagalang mo siya, yun ang tolerance. Igagalang kita, but it doesn't mean na tatanggapin ko yung paniniwala mo as equal with the truth of God. Kasi there is 
absolute truth. Kaya importante yung kanyari, sabat na lang eh. 1 plus 1 equals to 2. Hindi pa pwedeng 2.1. Hindi pa pwedeng 2.001. Hindi. 2. Exact. Diba? Kasi truth yun eh. Hindi man pwedeng baguhin yun. Diba? Kaya nga, ang problema sa truth, isa lang. Tapos the rest, infinite na yung falsehood. Kaya ingat ho tayo. Ganun din sa atin. Alam nyo, kawawa, yung mga bata na hook na sa pornography, na parang they will find yung last of the flesh satisfaction. Trust me, it will never last. It will even destroy our lives. Basahin yung buhay ni Ted Bundy, how it all started. Napakalungkot. Ngayon, gusto nyo maintindihan how it should be passed para matulungan tayo anak natin regarding the world? Panoorin po natin si Ma'am Diona at si Pastor Peter. One of the principles that we taught them was to be willing to stand alone for their convictions, for Jesus, if it was necessary. What happened? How did this play out? Well, when our son, Paul, went into college, he was a varsity basketball player. But before going to his college, Candy and Carolyn had told Paul, you know what? When you go to college, Paul, you're really going to change. You're going to start drinking and doing all these things. And Paul said, no, I make a commitment to you that when I go to college, I will not drink. And he also made that commitment to God. So what happened? As a rookie, there, uh, the culture for the basketball team in his college to get all the rookies drunk the first night uh, in their initiation. But Paul and another guy stood up and said, I'm sorry, we don't drink. The team was flabbergasted. How does a rookie make this kind of a stand? It's because our children knew they could do all things through Christ who would give them strength. And he kept that commitment, although it was tested many times, all the way through his basketball uh, varsity days, he didn't drink. What happened to Candy? You heard her testimony. When she went to college, um, she decided uh, to go to a Bible study. Uh, we didn't know about this, but she called us. And she said, you know, mom, what happened to me? I went to a Bible study, and then my friend said, let's go to a fraternity party. So I went. But you know what? When I got there, there were police all around. Everybody was getting drunk. They were vomiting. Some were passing out. And she said, I told myself, I don't want to waste my time doing this. So that was her introduction to college. So when she went to dental school, as I, as I shared last time, she memorized verses and she was able to become valedictorian of the school. But let me tell you what happened the night of her speech, her graduation speech. When she stood up there, she had prayed about this. We prayed about this together. And she was going to talk about Jesus in this secular university. So as she gave her speech, she said, I'm the most unlikely person to be standing here today. But she said, when I came to this dental school, I prayed that if God blessed me, I wanted to bring honor and glory to my Lord Jesus Christ. Silence filled the room. You could have heard a pin drop. She finished her speech. The last thing she said, may the world be a better place because we have been here and served others here. Uh, as she finished her speech, she got a standing ovation. The whole audience stood up and clapped for her. When the dean of the school went to the stage, this is what he said. I have to say that Candy Tanchi wears her Christianity well. She was the president of our outreach program for the dental school. We told our children that you are here, not just to do well for Jesus, but make an impact in the world for Him. 
let your light shine so that others may come to know him. And that's what they did. And that's by God's grace, as you saw by Candy, they are still doing. And all glory to him by his grace. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God for what he has been doing and what he continues to do. But I want to thank my wife again for impacting the lives of our children. Because my wife modeled what it means to stand alone for Jesus. Learn to stand up for Jesus. Thank you for that sharing. And by the way, we did it together by God's grace and power. Praise God. Praise God really for our senior pastor and for Mom Diona for exemplifying to us what to be done. Now, ito lang po. Sa buhay po, we will always make a choice. Sa buhay, we will always make a choice. Saan kakukuha ng identity mo? Saan kakukuha ng iyong, ano, ng iyong understanding of family? Sa television o sa Biblia? O sa paraan na katotohanan ng Diyos? Ganon din sa bagay ng kaibigan. Mamimili ka lagi eh. Ganon din sa bagay ng sistema ng mundo o sistema ng Diyos. Mamimili ka lagi. It's now up to you whom you will choose. Friends, if you will choose Jesus, I'm telling you, you'll never regret it. Kahit pangako yun ni Jesus. And I saw that in my own life. I saw that in the life of so many people. Just look at our senior pastor. He chose Jesus. He chose Jesus' ways. He chose to follow the words of Jesus because He is His Lord and Savior. Friends, huwag nating isipin. Reliyon, parang sama lang ako dyan, sapi ako. Huwag ganun. Do you have a real experience of who Jesus is in your life? Talaga bang meron kang karanasan kung sino si Jesus sa'yo? Kapatid, kung isip mo, huli na eh. Wala na akong magagawa. Hindi totoo yan. Kung lalapit ka kay Jesus, kahit akala mo huli na, walang huli sa Panginoong Diyos. You know why? Sabi ni Jesus, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You are not, your identity is not based on your past. Your identity, your family, your friends are not based on your past. The world has nothing, parang cannot do anything based on the past. If you belong to Jesus, He will bring new things in you. And sabi niya, you are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. God is giving you a fresh start. God is giving you a new beginning. Would you be willing to decide to follow Jesus and His ways? Na talaga makita mo yung identity mo sa Kanya. Makita mo ang hahanapin mong kaibigan, yung kaibigan that will reflect Him. Yes, be friends to everyone and influence them, but be with friends who would really bring you closer to Jesus. Di ba? Ganun ang pagpili sa buhay. Pamilya, ganun din. Kung yung pamilya mo naman sa palagay mo, hindi ka nadadala sa Diyos, eto naman yung big family mo will help you to even influence your, local, your small family. Di ba? Ngayon, ito pinaka- the world, di mo kayang world, but with Jesus, even the gates of hell shall not prevail against His church. Tayo pong lahat ay yumuko at manalangin sandali. Mga kapatid, kung hindi mo pa nadesisyonan, why don't you decide now to choose Jesus? Siyang kailangan mo. Siyang magbibigay sa'yo ng panibagong simulain. And if you decide, and if you believe in the words of Jesus, sabihin mo, Panginoong Yeso Kristo, nagpapakumbaba akong lumalapit sa inyo. 
tinatanggap kita bilang aking Panginoon. At dahil ikaw ang aking Panginoon, tulungan mo akong sumunod sa paraan mo. Sumunod sa salita mo. Na hindi ko lamang ito, ito ikasisiya, kundi ito po'y aking susundin. Dahil alam ko kahit dumating man ang bagyo, ako po'y magtatagumpay dahil ikaw ang aking tagumpay. Dahil ikaw ang pundasyon ng buhay ko. Kaya Panginoong Isus, pagharian niyo po ako. At pahintulutan niyo ako mabuhay ayon sa kalooban mo. Salamat po, Panginoong Isus. Ngayon naman, Panginoong, pinapanalangin ko po ang mga kapatid ko ngayon na nakinig sa mansaheng ito. Ano man ang kalang pinagdadanan, I pray na sila po'y hahawak sa pangako ninyo na kayo, Panginoon, na magbibigay tagumpay sa amin, na walang bagay sa lupa na makapananaig sa amin. Dahil kayo ang aming kakampi, sino pa ang makakapanaig sa amin? Salamat po, Panginoon Diyos, sa tutulungan niyong bawat pamilya na nire-represent po namin. Na kami po ay mabuhay at maipahayag ang katotohanan ninyo. Di lamang sa aming pamilya, kundi sa buong mundo. Na kayo nga ang Panginoong Diyos na buhay, Diyos na dakila, Diyos na walang hanggan. Maraming salamat po na kayo rin ang Diyos na mabuti. Kayo po ang aming pinupulit sinasamba sa pangalan ni Kristo Jesus. Amen.